Please hold whilst we connect you to a redacted bonus clip. Hosted by Fraser Greenfield with guest Mads Svangard. Maybe starting at the beginning of the adventure, there's been some talk that grad roles, really early entry-level roles, should be reserved for people from those areas that the roles are advertised. What are your thoughts on outsourcing entry-level design roles to people from outside the country and outside that community and its long-term effects on the local community? Well, first off, I think it's great if you can hire locally, then you should do it. Not just because it's a great way to get your country up and running and keep the reels rolling, but it's much easier to have a person with the same cultural references as yourself, oftentimes, because it just makes it quicker to do certain things or get something done. And that is already a given with a local grad student. And also, they're coming from a place where you have tools available that you know of and that they know of, and they're already familiar with that stuff. If you take somebody from another school in another country, they might not have had the same experience using those tools as the designers that you maybe have locally. So there could be something there, like knowledge of tools that's different. So definitely think about that. There might not be the same level of quality because sometimes you just have better educations in other countries that you have in your own. Do you worry that might be a bit of a negative feedback loop? Let's say if you do bring people in from you know, a country where the design course is better, you might create a negative feedback loop locally. I've been in companies where we've done that, taken in junior designers as well from Sweden, but also Germany and the UK. It could create a negative feedback loop, but it could also hopefully, I think, enables them maybe to look at their skill set and improve that until the next time. I hope that young people, when they go out of a job interview and they don't get the job, that they don't see it as a rejection, but as a learning. It's a step closer to their job if they get the feedback. If they don't get the feedback, it sucks. So there should be feedback from the company or they should ask for feedback if they don't get it. Always ask. Because that's very important. If people know why they're not chosen. Have you ever given feedback on someone who didn't get the job? No, I have not, which I'm thankful for. But I have given feedback on a lot of students around the world that I reach out on social media, looking at their portfolios and looking at their designs. If they had a specific design they wanted to share with me and provide a feedback on that one specifically. And if I want to be here in 10 years, how should I get there? That's sort of feedback also. Try my best to just help them out as much as possible, because I think that's very important for everybody that somebody hears their worries. On that note, what are the common pitfalls and most common lines of advice? we wanted to just say, you get 100 people ask you a question and 90 of them need the same answer, what would it be? When I give advice, of course, I try to give it based on what I've learned. That might be a pitfall staring at me right in the face, but I haven't seen it yet. And I haven't heard people say to me, I've got that advice from everybody else too. But it could be something like, if it comes to a portfolio, make sure you have a broad selection. But I think that all portfolios has to be tweaked to fit that company that you're trying to apply for it. That might be a cliche. It might not be necessary, but I just always felt like if you do a specific thing, it could be a render or a sketch or something of a product that is related to the company that you're trying to apply for a job for. You can get their interest peaked and then they would look at your portfolio maybe. And if you positioned projects correctly in terms of what is most interest to them, you can maybe get them to read further down into the portfolio and you already peaked their interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Redact redacted. Just taking a bit of a pivot here, sometimes it seems like a lot of the good design comes from certain geographical locations in the world. Why do you think that is, and what can the rest of the world do to stand out? Good design is good design in a certain amount or a certain type of people or a certain culture that is perceived as good design. So if we have a reference with German designers like Dida or American designers like Jonathan Live or Mark Newson from UK or whoever it is. No, Mark Newson's Australian. He's one of ours. Oh yeah, he's Australian. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. He's a local. I forgot <laughs> that. What I'm trying to say is if we have this acceptance that that is good design in our eyes, then other designers that has not had that reference, they are influenced by a lot more local designers, then they have a different outset. And I think some of it comes from industrialized countries already having had a long period where they honed the industrial production skills and had a need of some sort of design element already. And that's built up over time. And then in other cultures, maybe it's been more like bespoke. Handmade batch production. Yeah, exactly. Low batch, not mass produced. And then that's been more focused on detailing or craftsmanship. And you have maybe hundreds of years of experience in bending that type of wood that they use locally, because just the right amount would allow it to do this and that. That might be very good design locally, but it's not something that we've maybe seen so much of. It's perceived differently here. And then the other thing you say is what can they do? tying something culturally, like the storytelling behind a product, if you can get that shown in a way, it doesn't have to scream, we are from another culture, but maybe it's a plug where there's a unique color change over time, which showcases the unique color that once you look from this mountain in that region, you'll get this view. There's a connection, there's a good storytelling to that product that might be something that people can relate to. And then that would be something that would be maybe perceived as a great design in more cases of the world. Because there's a story to it. So tying cultural or geographical knowledge or events into your design in some way would be a good way of standing out, standing out, standing out, standing out, standing out, standing out. Thanks for listening to this redacted bonus clip. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to check out the full thing, there's a link in the show notes. To follow the show, get in contact with us via email and more, head to linktr.ee slash redacted pod. And until next time, thanks again for listening. The number you have dialed has not been recognized. Please check and try again. The number you have dialed has been... Redacted. Redacted. Redacted.